Shapers. I'm a former Marine and former police detective, and I've done a lot of different cases from uh, traffic tickets all the way to murder and national security investigations. And I've come to this world of digital forensics because I realized that computer will never kill me compared to working undercover. I, I think I'm wrong in that assumption. So eventually, computers probably will uh, come after <laughs> us. But until then, I'm uh, writing books on how to actually do digital forensic investigations. This is a continuing episode of a series with Brett Shavers, author of Placing the Suspect Behind the Keyboard, using digital forensics and investigative techniques to identify cyber crime suspects. Did you see the Snowden movie? Yes, I did. I'm of the opinion that most of that is extremely plausible and is real. Uh, where are you at on that? I, th- I think really anything is plausible. <laughs> I mean, aliens could drop down from the sky in front of us, and I would say, yeah, of course, yeah, there's aliens. So I don't really disbelieve much. I mean, you, you, you see things, and you keep seeing things, and say, well, you know, I guess anything is actually possible. And, and technology-wise, practically anything is possible. There's a data is intangible. You can, you can send it across the air. You can store it on a, on a micro device that you can put under your, your tongue. I mean, you can swallow it and get it out later. I mean, there's... Anything is really possible with that. It's just a human factor. Is uh, you know, it's creative. So yeah, it's uh, it's totally possible to me. Does someone in your line of work cover their camera all the time when they're not using it with yes. a physical? Okay, yes, with a physical yeah. cover. Yeah, wife and kids too. They grew up that uh, way. That's uh, I don't care if it says on or off, it's covered. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, just, yeah. So, yeah. What what about cell phones? There's people who carry little if you will, Faraday pouches uh, sometimes? You know, that, that's one of those nests, that security versus convenience things with the cell phones. Basically, they're, they're computers that make phone calls. They're not really phones anymore, right? So, right, right, right. And when we're looking at it like from an investigative aspect, it's a historical GPS device. So if you ever commit a crime, ever, or you ever suspected of committing a crime, Every place you've ever been with that phone is recorded somewhere, whether it be for the cell tower dumps or on the phone itself or different third-party providers or any of the thousands of apps that track GPS locations. Your complete life for that phone's life and your prior phone's life is discoverable. So if you're meeting the wrong people, if you're going to the wrong places, and it may not – who you met in 2020 may not be bad in 2020. But in 2022, maybe that person is bad. But now you're connected because of your – historical GPS device. Hmm. Unfortunately, that's the way it is. And putting your phone in a Faraday bag is really inconvenient. So, but it works for, you know, criminals use phones too. I mean, they get caught with phones all the time and they don't realize it until later. And sometimes you do things that are not a crime, but maybe the government doesn't like it two years later. So you just never know. So I don't think we can really do much about it because yeah. it's a GPS on your ankle, really. Do you allow your family to, or do you advise them to not put their images on the internet? Yes. When I worked undercover for about 10 years or so, there 
were no pictures taken of me. Even my family just had only pictures. I mean, there's just, there was maybe three or four my agency took that I didn't have a choice. But other than that, none. And not putting on the internet. And told my family don't put it on the internet. Um, I did have some family members putting old pictures of me on. And I just come on, man. I mean, you know what I'm doing, right? And so I'm, <laughs> I don't need that. So same with my uh, my kids. At least when they were in high school. Now once they're adults, I think adult is fine. But when you're when you're a kid, I'm, I'm not really a fan of putting your kids picture online if they're younger because they don't really have a consent informed consent number one it lasts forever cyber bullying is way worse than when we grew up for just praying bullying hmm. because it the whole world can jump on a kid and that really i think is a, a devastation for a kid so i'm not a fan of putting kids pictures online uh, maybe a baby hmm. but when you're getting to the teenage years i think it gets um and I'm talking about for parents to do that. And for the kids themselves, I'm also, I, I didn't let my kids have Facebook in high school. It's uh, And that was a battle. Or cell phones. And they, they're the one of only, one of no kids really have no phones. <laughs> right. But they both made it, you know, without mm-hmm. without problems. And uh, they're both happy now. So I'm uh, strict on that because I've, I've when you, when you see a lot of bad things, it's easy to do that. When you haven't not seen bad things, you kind of assume it's not going to happen until it happens. So, yeah, that's my opinion on uh, oh, cool. kids and technology. So. Yeah, no, those are good tips. There's this another concern that's, uh, in addition to that, there is this prospect that foreign national companies like China can take your iris and fingerprints uh, data, your biometrics from pictures and and. I'm not exactly sure how to close the loop on what they would do with that information, but if if they would had an interest in you, they can data mine, go through their data mine and and, and discover maybe your bio biometrics and use that to somehow break in your IT equipment. Uh, absolutely, even your ear, the shape of your ear is uh, it's you know fingerprints are very unique. The shape of an ear is even more unique than a fingerprint. So pictures that show your ears, that's kind of it can go against you. And with, I don't know if you remember, Office of Personnel Management hack, OPM hack. So there's, basically it's the HR of the federal government. So if you apply for the CIA, NSA, FBI, whatever, you, your application and materials go there. Your fingerprints, your criminal history, background, everything goes there. Well, they got hacked by China hmm. several years ago. And apparently access everything. So even people who... Like, my records are in there, because I, I had a clearance before and some other things. So it, it got hacked. My daughter's got uh, – we got, we got the letters that, by the way, um, your material's been gone. So if you consider – and they have some biometric data, because you have fingerprints as well. So you have CIA officers who go overseas, right? And you have military. You have FBI. Well, China has all of that. So whether or not they do anything with it is one thing. It's just a point that they haven't made. They could if they wanted, you know, if they really wanted to do something or, or even share it with other or share it or sell it to other nation states. It's a valuable set of data. And even with that, they know, well, this is a person's, there's a form called an SF-86. So when you're applying for a, a security clearance, it's your whole life, right? Almost to birth. So it's, it's everything, everything you ever lived with, as a roommate in college and everything else, that's what they had. You know, compromise. So you can imagine how much damage you can do if you know the person's entire life to to turn them, turn their family. So, yes, technology is bad when it comes to to that. So that's why uh, I'm kind of harsh on my kids. Of uh, just be careful with what you do because minimize it. It's going to be taken anyway, but just minimize it. All right. My name is Brett Shavers. I'm a former Marine and former. 
police detective, and I've done a lot of different cases from uh, traffic tickets all the way to murder and national security investigations. And I've come to this world of digital forensics because I realize a computer will never kill me compared to working undercover. I, I think I'm wrong in that assumption. So eventually, computers probably will uh, come after us. But until then, I'm uh, writing books on how to actually do digital forensic investigations, and uh, I'm doing consulting on the side of everything else. And I'm just hoping that um, if you do this kind of work or you're interested in this work, take a look at the books that I've written and the ones that are coming out because I think we're doing this work to do good in the world. And my only advice to everyone who touches something with high risk and high stakes with zero error, just do good in the world. And that's what this is all about. Check out the show notes and you will find goodies like links to Brett's book and his website. Where are the show notes? The show notes are in your podcast player right there for your easy tapping. If you're not using a podcast player and you downloaded this MP3 from a web page, go back to the web page and you will see the show notes there. This is the last episode of the Brett Shavers Digital Forensics series. This series started at episode 222. Go to your favorite search engine and type in Lancer, Sci-Fi Thoughts, Brett Shavers, and you will find the series page there.